0: what's up you guys sean ross sap it is september 25th technically we're here for the fightful post show podcast for wwe smackdown for aew rampage grand slam it's a good time we're joined by kate hensler who joined me for the list and not your boy today she also joined me for the list and not your boy goes on over on fightful select kate how you doing
2: i'm good are you sick of me because no. Not your grand slam no.
0: i'm just then- saying <laughs> you talked about grand slam with us this trip is now tax deductible for you beautiful I mean, i'm just that's, saying
2: that's the only reason i went
0: <laughs> well guys if you all don't have the same tax breaks as us We'll give you another way to win money. Our friends over at WrestleRumble.com and the Extreme Rules Pick'Em. This afternoon uh, on List and Not Ya Boy, we made our predictions for the show, but you can make your Extreme Rules picks over at WrestleRumble.com. First place wins $1,000. Second and third place win $100. Several of our viewers, several of our, our listeners, readers have won here. Uh, they've won title belts. They've won money. They've won all kinds of stuff. I'm a big fan of Wrestle Rumble. I play it for every pay-per-view. Every time they do a contest, I legitimately uh, participate in this. I love it, and good people running it as well. So check it out, WrestleRumble.com. It's not just making straightforward picks. It's deciding how they'll win and how much time they'll win, Uh, what finisher will be used, a lot of different methods, how many tables will be broken, if a kendo stick will be used, so to speak. Lots of cool stuff over at WrestleRumble.com makes you even more invested in the show. Check them out. But hey, while you're here, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap the bell for notifications, and get a super chat in if you want your question or statement read on the air. Like Ken Shiro did, he said, Sean, got to know because you saw NXT today. Thoughts on PC Principal Joe Gacy? I didn't see NXT yet today. I filmed an interview. I filmed a Q&A show. Uh, I had to put the finishing touches on my WDB Fox article. So it looks like I'll be fitting in NXT over the weekend. But, um, oh boy. I <laughs> So right before NXT this week, Kate, I dropped a scoop on Fightful Select. Subscribe today, guys that nxt was looking to be a little bit edgier and it was funny because i I reached out to one of my WWE contacts and i was like hey can you add anything on this and like after the show the person was like i don't know i haven't heard anything on this and i was like well i i don't need you to hear it because everything was just confirmed that, that i wrote on select they were out there cursing and they were out there doing a lot of stuff like this that mimic what they think are real life events Sean, and all they that.
2: said balls
0: oh boy so, oh boy
2: you know it's getting edgy
0: well guys we are going to review rampage first but we have Sean Blandford saying how lucky are we to get Kate and your boy twice in one day after the success of Grand Slam BCA to be focusing on more larger arenas and venues already have my ticket for Minneapolis Rampage, and you know I'll be at full gear. Well, we have scoops on when full gear tickets go on sale on FightfulSelect.com right now. But, Kate, as far as Arthur Ashe and Grand Slam goes... We were there.
2: Sean, we were there. We were... You? There. And me were there. We were there. For Dynamite? We were there for Elevation. We were there for Tonight's Rampage, which we'll talk about. Which We'll have like such a different perspective on because we were there.
0: I'll say this. um, Would not have my feelings hurt if they didn't run Arthur Ashe again, because that was a nightmare getting in and out of. (laughs) It was terrible getting in and out of there. But uh, Tyler D says, sound the alarm on Cody's new show. Very nervous. Looks like it could be WWE level. Pull back the curtain on uh, kayfabe. Cody will be destroyed by the fans. I think he knows that. I think he's very aware of what, what will happen there. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure that he knows. Don't but, watch
2: uh, it if you don't want the curtain back.
0: There you go. <laughs> Ron Sanders says they add in the commentary music and at announcing afterwards on rampage. Is it possible to add to audio mix them better? Or is it just the way it is? I think they did the commentary live there this week. Um, I'm sure they did some mixing afterwards, but uh, we kicked off AEW rampage grand slam with CM punk against powerhouse Hobbs. <sighs> uh, this was a 13 minute match and CM punk hasn't had an extended television match out off a pay-per-view like this in a very, very long time. Powerhouse Hobbs looks good. There was one scary spot on the the Frankensteiner off the top rope, and I wondered how they would shoot it. They shot it straight on. It looked nasty. You could hear <laughs> the crowd gasp and react. But after the match, you could see CM Punk. He seemed satisfied. He gave Hobbs uh, some words of encouragement. He was busted up a little bit. Now, in CM Punk, he's probably enjoying that type of thing. I, you know, Hobbs had made his way up the rankings. Uh, he had been in the top five, which I don't pay that much attention to it, but I was aware of this. I thought this was a solid match, a good opener, and Punk's still getting those good reactions. To me, I ride the babyface reactions until, uh, until they stop.
2: Yeah, I think uh, for me, the money is in Punk being a heel. He's just the best bad guy for me, but I thought this match was great that... Spot was scary live. It was scary on television. It felt like they both almost died. To me, my favorite parts of this were the promo going into it. He said he was going to put Hobbs to sleep. He did two GTSs and a sleeper hold. Yes. I'm a mark for storytelling nuances yeah. like that. So I absolutely loved that he did all the sleepy moves that you could possibly do. But Hobbs shocked looked- he, I
0: was a little shocked that he could get Will Hobbs up. I mean, not, not <laughs> accusing Punk of being weak <laughs> or anything. But, I mean, it's it's been a while since he was hossing up big dudes, and I don't remember him, like, regularly picking up huge no, guys. No, that's Maybe what the I Anaconda
2: Vice was for. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I was very surprised he, he could get him up because he's a big boy, but totally agree with you on that. Uh, I, I really liked this match, and it was kind of, to me, I was like, this is the value of CM Punk because Hobbs has looked green before, and I, I thought he came out looking great in this match. But the right guy won. The only thing I will add is that Hook, when he came out, my friend who was with me at the event, because we were there live, uh, said that Hook looks like he always just got locked out of his college dorm. And now I can't see that.
0: He got a chant too. And he was smiling a little bit at the at the chant. So, uh, okay. oh my gosh. <laughs> JW Pringles says, look at this dynamic duo skate. Y'all were there. Yes, we were. Uh L. Ray Velez says, I really enjoyed Ricky Stark's commentary. I prefer him over Jericho. I do too. And like normally if somebody doesn't know the music of everybody that's there, I'm like, come on, you gotta know that. But with Ricky, it was almost to the point of parody where like, like CM Punk's music is gonna hit and he's gonna go, who?
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Who the I, hell is that? I feel like that works with him because he's the yeah. type of like heel that he is. I think it's great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rob Reed, dug the Harlem heat gear, Hobbs is rocking a night. I love it too. I, I do too. Really, really good stuff there. We had a, a lot of promos that we didn't see from yes. backstage. Thunder Rosa, Jade Cargill, Nyla Rose. I'm all for them doing something together. It's three protected people that they like to have something to do with. You've got Andrade challenging Pack again and saying that uh, his new assistant, his new manager will not get involved. Uh, we've we had uh, a Matt Hardy segment as well, but we also had uh, a promo that led to the main event. We didn't get to see a lot of these these vignettes backstage. But to me, the one that that advanced the most, I'm, I was really happy to see Rosa Cargill and Nyla.
2: I couldn't agree more. I, I want Thunder Rosa to be the holder yeah. of the secondary title. If that is what is coming down the pike, I think that would be great. And that's just one of the drawbacks that you get from being there was we didn't see those promos, but we did see them tonight. And I agree with you. This one was my favorite one. If there is a a mid level or secondary title coming, I think Thunder Rose is the perfect person to put it on for the time being. So maybe that's where this is going.
0: We talk uh, in extended fashion about a potential secondary title on the list and not your boy today. Men of the year against inner circle. Uh, (laughs) So there was a, a segment afterwards that I'm excited to talk about. I'm very familiar with a lot of a lot of these people because I covered MMA full time for a long time. This match was was all right. It was solid, and I'm so glad that Men of the Year got the win because it yes. seemed like with the Dan Lambert stuff, they were spinning wheels. This match was was okay. It was fine, but Scorpio Sky getting that small package win on Jake Hager was a big deal. I thought.
2: I thought so, too. And while I was surprised by it, I felt kind of split about it. I don't like the angle, so I wanted it to be over. I wanted the faces to win so that Dan Lambert would look useless and go away because I don't need this in my life. But I do feel like Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page desperately needed a win because this has not worked, in my opinion, up to this point. So I'm very glad that they are the ones that went over. Uh, yeah. and the shenanigans that happened after were fine. I recognized a lot of the people too, but I, I just don't, I just don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah. And on TV, there's a lot. Of, I was, I was shocked at how over this was live when Masvidal yeah. walked out. Like people knew who Jorge Masvidal was. And, um, Rob Reed says, Guarantee that Masvidal flying knee is going to be all over ESPN. He is a big star. He really is. And I got to say, Paige Van Zandt did really well, uh, too. I mean, this is somebody that WWE had their eye on for a long time. But quite frankly, like two or three years ago, she'd be like, yeah, I'd love to be a WWE diva. And it's like, well, not that much, apparently, if you're still calling it that. But I get the feeling she's been smartened up, and she plays, like, female crony, like, female foot ninja, like, so well, because, like, (laughs) she she's just got that she's got that that great look but also and she's like always nodding along like yeah yeah i want to hit him i want to hit him (laughs) too yeah she's really good at that so uh, i was i was happy about that Uh, nikolai says who was the talent the that that picked up and slammed hager att looked like they have some legit talent if they want to go to aew i have to go back and look but Uh, Pedro says, kind of a bummer we didn't get to see Dos Santos double leg takedown Tony (laughs) Khan on the broadcast. (laughs) This was amazing. Also, shout out to Ethan Page showing Masvidal where the hard camera was. But this wasn't on on the show. But since we were there, we We saw Tony Khan come out. And I love how hilariously over the top he is. Like he's coming out and pointing his finger at all of American top team. And Junior Dos Santos, former UFC heavyweight champion, reaches down, double leg takedowns. Tony Khan Con- doesn't even take him down, just lifts him up and spins him around in the air. It was it was really, really funny. Uh, Sean Blandford says, I'm coming around on ATT. Van Zant and Masvidal looked legit. What do you think will be the end game for them? I think they should evaluate which ones are the best workers and do something. I'm thinking maybe inner circle against ATT would be kind of cool, but it's got to be led by Scorpio Sky and um and Ethan Page, and then you got to have. I, I think Dane Lambert's got to be in the match too.
2: What I would do with this angle is kill it and stop <laughs> and kill I don't like it i don't like it It makes no sense to me i just don't understand why dan lambert was coming in he would be like hey i know there's a guy that works for bellator but i'm gonna go with karate man it's Scorpio sky i hate i just hate it i don't like it but if from a wrestling perspective if you're gonna say
0: ethan page did an indie show and he threw kicks and I DM'd him on Twitter and I was like, I thought this was like a joke. I thought karate man was a joke. Like his kicks were very good. And he was like, No, I did karate for a very long time. Yeah. He legit was
2: shocked. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've said this before too. Just I don't I don't want to drag this on because we yeah, started at sure. midnight. I've got a lot to talk about, but I just They were already men of the year and now they're in the stable and neither of them needed a mouthpiece. And I don't like the mouthpiece that they have. Like none of this really works for me. But from a wrestling perspective, because it is so stable heavy, it would make sense to do this like versus inner circle thing, I guess. But I just don't need any of it.
0: (laughs) Joey Bag of Donuts says, where were you two on the night of September 22? There. Tyrell Vance says... Being there live, it definitely felt like they were rushing towards the end of the night to get everything in. Watching it now, it kind of showed. I don't think they were. I really don't think they were rushing. I don't think they had any concept of time or space or anything like that. <laughs> or else they wouldn't have, like, they they could have sped things along a lot better. Uh, Sergio says, The guy sitting behind me at the stadium would not stop chanting for Hook. It was both funny and amazing. <laughs> it, it is... An enigma. Uh Cyclops says this matches my bathroom break and an eat break. Sad to say. I mean, sometimes you gotta take those big fat shits.
2: It's true. Or if you want concessions, you're in line for an entire match. So make it this one, I guess.
0: Ken Shiro says fake fighters is real fake fighters and real fighters fighting fake never works. Well, it doesn't work when you say this is fake and what we do is real. No, that doesn't work. The way that it should be played is they're all legit. It's just different styles of fighting. Like boxers aren't gonna beat amateur wrestlers at amateur wrestling. So MMA fighters are a disadvantage when you're in a pro wrestling match and you can punch people in the throat and spike people on their head and punch people in the spine and things that are not allowed in MMA. Sawyer says, I'm with Kate. The Aho Lambert always has the go-awayest of go-away heat. Don't know these non-wrestlers and don't care. Well, if you want to get to know UFC fighters, we are going to do Fightful Fight Night tomorrow night. It is uh, a hell of a card. Brian Ortega, Alexander Volkanovsky for the title, and Nick Diaz taking on Robbie Lawler, rematched from one of the the classic UFC fights. Um, We've got Valentina Shevchenko against Lauren Murphy. And then even earlier on the card, it's a solid card. You got Marlon Marias, Jessica Andrade, um, or Jessica Andrade, Cynthia Cavio, Dan Hooker, Curtis Blades—like it's a good card tomorrow night. And then Sunday, we're here for Extreme Rules. Volob says it was wild to see Junior Dos Santos and Masvidal in an AEW ring. It was. I mean, I'm I'm glad that they take to it. If you're if you're fighting an American Top Team, you, you pretty much know the drill. You know that you're not going to look down on pro wrestling because Dan Lambert probably isn't going to have that. Well, the New York crowd sure did have the Lucha Brothers and Proud and Powerful. They were over, Kate. Holy crap, were they over.
2: I've been, I felt like I had a good beat on who was over during the pandemic and who wasn't. uh, Especially in AEW, because there was just more clear storytelling from that perspective, I felt like. But, and I knew the Lucha Brothers were over. I did not know they were this over. (laughs) I did not know they were almost as loud as Santana and Ortiz in New York over. I was blown away. So I was in line for concessions at this point, and I gave up my spot because I wanted to <laughs> see the pop that PP were going to get. And uh, it was great and wonderful, and I'm glad that I stepped out of line for that moment. But when the Lucha Brothers came in after, I was stunned by how loud it was. And it made me so happy because I, I do love them. They've so earned this title run. but that happened even at the pay-per-view. I don't think I realized how much people were so into them, and it makes me absolutely ecstatic. So, that pop was just awesome to hear live, and it came across today, I think. But, man, I was pleasantly surprised by how loud it was in there for them.
0: Also, I gotta put over Alex Eberhontes. He has been such a great addition to them. He's like a great hype man for Lucha Brothers, and uh, I had reported on Fightful Select a while back that he was the mind behind their all-out entrance. Like, he was credited, but I would ask people. They said it was his idea. It was his idea to have Mikey Ruckus perform, uh, and I think that was that was a superstar entrance. Uh, Lucha Brothers, proud and powerful, get the win here, as they should. Yes. As they should. Uh, Hardy Family Office, I'm going to need something fresh with them. I just... <laughs> I don't expect them to win any time. It's a collection of guys right now. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, and the
2: kind of losers. I feel like they lose all the time.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I tried to put $50,000 down on Penelope Ford winning because I got sent betting odds last night, Kate. And they had Anna J favored. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I replied to the email and I said, I would like to put down $50,000 on Penelope Ford, which would have been a plus 20K payout. And they yeah. said small wagers only with a little wink face. So
2: and did was, you make like $12?
0: No, I didn't. Uh, but I would have. Um, this match was all right. I, I know that there were some people that were upset that this was during a commercial, like a commercial took a blot of it. This match was, it was, Okay, it was not anything like major. Uh, I'm I'm way over this feud. Yeah. I'm so over this feud, especially if there's not going to be tag team titles for the women. Even though yeah. I think there should be, but Penelope Ford um, just hasn't been hasn't realized all that potential in the ring yet as yeah. a character. I think she's developing really, really well. This is the most interested I've been in her for, for a while. I know this probably wasn't the original plan because Kip got hurt and all that. Um I think she's fine. I think she's got a great spot on the roster. And I think that uh she could do something. I think if they had a tag team division, it would be a little bit better for her. But this was yeah, this is all right. She won with the brass knuckles.
2: Yeah, this was and I complain more than anybody in the whole wide world about commercial breaks and women's matches. This one made sense. The stakes were not that high. It wasn't that great of a match. You got to put a commercial somewhere. So I understand people's complaints because it's always with the women. But this was also kind of an inconsequential match. This was the match you look at and go, did I need a two hour rampage? Out of yeah. this? Like it was, it was fine. There was nothing offensive about it. But it was superfluous. Like, I, I don't think I really needed this. And I agree with you where Penelope's had some really great moments, but she's also been inconsistent. And part of that, I think, has come from a lack of reps in the women's division overall. So uh, I'm with you on that. And yeah, yeah, this was exactly fine.
0: Hardy family office tries to lay out her and take Auntie. And I'm sitting there thinking, why? Tay, why weren't you out there to begin with? Yeah. like why do the big reveal if if Allie the bunny's gonna be out there why aren't you out there and then we get orange cassidy and chris Statlander making the save i think this is where they made the save so much of this hardy family office (laughs) stuff just ran together for me uh because yeah matt hardy saying he wants to cut orange cassidy's hair as well uh ryan sullivan said so i was there and i was surprised orange cassidy gets such a huge pop I love him but i was still surprised in that match he got that cheer well i think people were just excited to see anybody else at that point
2: yeah this is part of the problem of us getting gang wars to death before they hit back on the road because like it just feels like everyone should see this coming by now especially with the family the harding family office i've literally never said that right the first time in my life because i don't care that much probably Orange Cassidy, I think, is going to get that pop just about anywhere he goes. And he is a Newark, New Jersey boy, so he's local-ish enough. He was extremely over in Newark as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this just feels very, very dead in the water. Mulan.
0: on! <laughs> <laughs> Bryant Heath says, how, were, how loud were the boos for Cody on Wednesday? I know it's not really the show, but I was curious. They were significant.
2: They were loud. They
0: were, they were loud. Also,
2: Brandy came out of the heel tunnel, guys. Like, they know what's going on. Uh, and I yes. mentioned on the list, and not your boy earlier. Yes. This was, we talked about it at length. It was by design, I feel like. And Malachi is just so cool. A healer face, it's really hard not to root from him, especially with like a heel based crowd like is going to be in New York. So, yeah, he's going to get booed. They know that this match was designed that way.
0: Christian and Jurassic Express against the super click let me tell you as loud as that Adam Cole reaction was on TV I cannot convey how much louder it was when we were there
2: we were there oh my God thanks for mentioning that I don't know if people knew we were there I think yes. it was as big as the the Danielson reaction or the punk reaction when they hit yeah. the the word boom and when they hit the Adam Cole baby absolutely deafening baby it was yes so so loud which is awesome because he's been there for like five minutes
0: yes and the match was so good the cobra clutch or not the cobra clutch the camel clutch into the kissing on the cheeks was such a pro wrestling like hilarious heat spot and the super click gets the win and they should I love that the win is over Luchasaurus because that makes the super click look really, really strong. And they had to beat the brakes off of him to do it. Luchasaurus is. He's I don't want to say he's plateaued, but he's right where he was a couple of years ago as far as being over. Not like any more or any less, but Jungle Boy has taken kind of the lead in that. Meanwhile, meanwhile, like a few years ago, it was Luchasaurus that people were there for. The super click winning, they gotta. I mean, yeah, Adam Cole is quickly becoming a top star there. And you know, there was some concern maybe initially, like, oh, he's gonna play second banana, third, fourth banana to these guys. Oh, that that reaction though, oh boy, that was special. Uh, Bryant says PWG nostalgia level 9000. Sean Blanford says that Adam Cole pop, the man is a star. Uh, Rob Reed says that Adam Cole pop also allowed Kazanina Ray. Uh, yeah, but I thought this was exactly what it should have been. Kate.
2: I thought that was great. I love Cole getting the pin. I don't know why there's not a shirt. that says super click party. You're welcome. Yes. AW. I will take 20%. You can have the rest. I love the, the smooch. Uh, heat spot. It's so much fun. And the rest of this match was great from, from both sides too. I don't want to go through a bunch of spots, but there were a lot of really great spots. So I like super click looking strong and beating Luchasaurus as you said. And I like Adam Cole being the one to get the pin baby.
0: Thought this was really, really great stuff. Uh, we have some super chats from Ricardo says so jealous. You all were there.
2: You we were there. Yeah,
0: we were. It turns out and we I were wasn't. there. Brian, Heat says it's still waiting for an entire arena to sing. Where is my mind? They'll learn it eventually. But uh, it's, it's more about the riff than the lyrics, I think.
2: For sure, yeah. And I, that's not like the catchiest one. And Orange Cassidy yeah. is like such an apathetic dude. It would almost be weird if people were too yes. into it.
0: <laughs> Sawyer says, Excalibur or Ricky yelled gang warfare in the HFO block. I love it. I love it. Nico Suave Regoli says, My first exposure to Penelope Ford was on Grimm's toy show uh, several years ago. She's come a long way since, but still has growing to do. Be surprised how many people got their first exposure to people on on Grimm's show. He put a lot of people on. Well, Miro put uh, Fuego on, on the floor through a table. Ryan says the commentary was live because Ricky danced at Fuego getting attacked. (laughs) Uh, So at this point, I, I moved up to District 9 in the Hunger Games in the 100 section. I moved up there to sit with Demon Diva. And uh, I watched this from there.
2: Oh, with us, please? Thank you.
0: died. I lost it for a solid five minutes. And the people who watch it at home and weren't there won't understand it. They don't understand. When Miro threw him off and attacked Sammy, they cut to Fuego like at least six times during this. Like at least six times and he's still sitting there like this just corpsed. Just he corpse. didn't move like six times they cut to this six times oh my God. and it's like update five he's dead update six he's still dead Stupid I dead. was really hoping they'd come back during the lights out match 20 minutes later and he'd be <laughs> still there it was amazing <laughs> I couldn't okay. stop I couldn't stop. Oh, it was, I also it think it was so perfect.
2: very smart of them to save Sammy and Miro for Rochester so that yes. they were jabbing yes. us all night. You need the right hook at some point, right? So I think that'll be good because it gives Rochester something to look forward to, especially since it'll probably be something Brody re- Lee-related and they will be crying their eyes out, My guess.
0: Love go here. And this was okay. a last-minute addition to the show from what I understand, so I'm glad they got on the show too. Injection said, would you believe me if I said MJF was on Grimm's show? Yes, I would. Everybody goes through there at some point. Not everybody, but a lot of people. So uh, I'm not surprised at all. Oh, we already read that one. Sawyer said, there is a super click shirt with two deer kissing a skull. Bucks linked it in their bio. Well, hey, there you go. Wow. There you heckin' go. Well, the main event was uh, Eddie and Moxley against Suzuki Goon. Homicide came out during this. Listen, I wasn't in love with this match. I thought it was okay. After five hours, I was like, yeah, all right, cool. It was a lights out match, but to me, it was, I don't want to say it was underwhelming. It's not, it's, it's the bottom of my lights out match rankings right now. That's and not fair. to say it was, not to say it was bad. It was just, all right. Um, what'd you think of the match? I did, I did pop when Moxley's getting hung by Archer and they're like, we got to go to break.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked this. I was with you. I think a lot of people were really fatigued and uh it's kind of a bummer because like I think people were ready to come unglued for Eddie and this I don't feel like it ever really fully hit its stride. This was the only place where I felt like they were against the clock a little bit. Um but it was good. I just think I was expecting more, which might be on me at this point because they give us so much that I thought it was going to be a little more violent. I loved Homicide coming out, which was reported on Fightful Select. You can go to fightfulselect.com and subscribe for $5. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, this was, this was good. I think I was expecting so much because it was Eddie. It was Arthur Ashe. What Dynamite started with. I thought the closing of Rampage would be kind of on that, that same point, but Certainly was it was a serviceable match, but like Eddie and Arthur Ashe closing out the show, it was one of those moments where I feel like the match was good enough. It was more just the moment of like, I'm seeing Minoru Suzuki. I'm seeing Homicide. Like yeah. I'm seeing all of these things. So the match didn't really like hit its potential for me, but it was good enough. I just think my expectations were extremely high.
0: Uh, we've got... Mike Lima 77777 saying, I'm glad AEW offered young lions the peace offering to Suzuki Goon. Maybe they didn't want blood on the tennis court. <laughs> and Destiny FOMO, uh, follow her at twitter.com slash destiny FOMO. So they didn't show everything that happened live on TV. Yeah, there, there were a lot of there were a lot of things there that that got skipped over. Van Twinblade says it's only an unsanctioned match if everyone signs the paper. If not it's just sparkling a and B. Snap Joe says he loves how AW rewards viewers who love indie wrestling homicide showing up was amazing there were there were some spots like it took him a while to get that chair turned around and, and all that <laughs> yeah. this this is not the same homicide from like 2005 but it was it was great to see him and the crowd did like him.
2: Yeah, there's such a genuine connection with him and Eddie that I think people are aware of for the most part, so that's really cool.
0: And CM says he already loves Kazanina, Ray. I mean, that that got to be chanted, which I was happy because if, if it hit that spot and nobody chanted it, it would have been like, all right, all this was for naught. All
2: oh, this was for nothing, yeah. The Suzuki incident.
0: CM says, women's trios match sounds dope. Punk still got it. We'll see how, how all that ends up. But Punk... It, I was, I reported on select a couple months ago. I had people telling me, um, or about a month and a half ago that they thought that he was just as good in the ring now as he was before. And I, I got to agree.
2: Yeah. And his strength to me has always been in ring storytelling more than anything technical. Like, I don't think you're going to see Danielson and Omega levels out of him, but you are going to see the best facial expressions and the, but like, that's, that's why I'm so in love with him. Like that's, my favorite part about wrestling so yeah i think you're gonna see him still be able to play to his strengths for a long long time and if he can get will Hobbs up all right he yeah. still can go
0: <laughs> hca says for some odd reason i got a kick out of suzuki trying to fight after the pin i love that i love oh. those little touches speaking Shot of kid- great
2: facial expressions he just like when he he sells something by no selling it. You know yep. what I mean? <laughs> so he'll get chopped and just be like, <laughs> that didn't do anything to me. Are you kidding? Like, it's the best.
0: <laughs> we have a few more super chats about this match. ShotKid29 says, seeing homicide in person was insane. Do you think it's the start of a working relationship between ROH or is it wishful thinking? Nope, I don't think it is. I I, I just don't think it is. Brent Lockwin says, Archer, while murdering the ring attendants, uh, who one of which totally wasn't Ryan Nemeth. If you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And Kenshiro says, Thought we might see a murder in the lights out match, but didn't think we'd see homicide. That was a shocker to me, too. Uh, Destiny FOMO uh, was actually telling me they could hear the cues, they were so close to the ring, they could hear the cues. <laughs> one of the, I'm sorry, I was the, up in
2: the thanks. 100s,
0: yeah, you were but 9. I was there. Nerd Guru says, I was at Arthur Ash. I actually met you SRS and you rule you're at least nine feet tall. But seriously, pleasure meeting you. Love the show. Well, it was a pleasure meeting you too. I always I like meeting all of you guys. I just love it. If you guys support us, I I'm so happy to run into you guys. And that that was so rad.
2: You're eight foot seven.
0: Yes, I am. James Barris uh, says, You mentioning Rochester just made me even sadder that Brody couldn't be here to get the much deserved live reaction. Yeah, he never actually performed in front of a a full A to B crowd, which is a bummer. Sam Stahl says, here's some money for all the reporting you've done this year. Unfortunately, it's mostly been telling me which St. Louis shows have been canceled, so I won't be there for full gear. Well, if you like the Royal Rumble, you might be in luck, my friend, because they are the front runner on that. Uh, a, a rematch between mox and eddie against suzuki zune has been announced a goon has been announced for the new japan strong tapings next month
2: that makes sense
0: and nerd guru says sorry late on this but good lord that adam cole pop and the Bay Bay, my ears are still ringing it was deafening it was unreal unreal how great it was makes me was so happy
2: bored on my train ride home so i did a little ask me anything that's appropriate someone asked me what the loudest pop i've ever heard was i was like i think it might be that adam cole Bebe, and the booms it was really loud
0: somebody uh just sent me a photoshop of me imitating fuego with my face photoshopped over fuego
2: amazing
0: lying on the table oh no Oh, Jesus Christ. Someone's got to uh, play
2: through a table. That's
0: all that. Nico is. Suave, Regolis, Rosa was Grimm's U.S. champion once. Yeah, she did that. <laughs> I was so exhausted coming home. Why? Yeah, cut. Why do you think? The travel woes. <laughs> and let me tell you. So I, I spoke to somebody from WWE today as I was wrapping up that Fox story. And the person goes, ah, so you stayed in Queens, did you? And I said, boy, did I ever. <laughs> <laughs> and Against the New Yorkers,
2: will. <laughs> the New
0: Yorkers that I was with, Destiny and and uh, Demon Diva, they let me know I was staying in Queens, and that that bed I stayed on was as hard as a rock. Like, <laughs> admittedly, I am a giant child. I am a giant child, and I will frog splash my hotel bed because they're indestructible, right? They're indestructible. You know it. You ever known anybody to break a hotel bed? Hell no. But no, but this I don't one, know anybody who's frog's foot. Well, I'm sorry that you don't know fun people, Kate. I'm sorry that all the people that you know are boring. Oh
2: man. And are you six thirties? Maybe they're better than you. Did you think about that?
0: But this bed, I would have looked like like after Scorpion like hits a fatality oh, on somebody. God. Like my spine would have been hanging out. Of, like, my ass. It would have been really terrible. They can't all be healing
2: sleep mattresses, you
0: know? Needless to say, this... Somebody said, didn't you have to ask the front desk for an iron? Yeah, I did. If you want to iron your clothes, you had to call to the front desk and say, can I have an iron? Well, you know (laughs) what? You know what? I didn't sleep well that night. Big shocker. Between the construction... And the terrible mattress, and I got home. Oh, I slept like a baby because I slept on my Helix mattress. I've been traveling so much lately, and I just don't sleep good on the road. But I sleep good with that Helix mattress, and I'm starting when I drive places like that I'm going to stay over. I take my Helix pillows with me. I got my Helix mattress last year during the pandemic because I didn't want to go into a mattress store And roll around on a mattress that somebody else had been on. I was was pretty careful during the pandemic. But I wanted to make sure that I was going to like the mattress that I got. So I went to HelixSleep.com. And you can go to HelixSleep.com slash Fightful. But they have a quiz that just takes two minutes to complete. And matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. You don't need to buy a mattress made for somebody else. You're getting a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way that you sleep. You're unique. The way that you sleep is unique and it has increased my quality of sleep since I got this and I moved on from the slab of memory foam or the hotel bed that you can't frog splash because it's terrible. Helix Sleep has soft, medium, firm mattresses. They have ones that cool you down, ones that will align your spine, uh, ones that prevent morning aches and pains, even a plus mattress for the plus-size sleepers that are watching now. Take the quiz. I was matched to the Dusk Lux model. Because I wanted something kind of medium, and I slept on my back, but now I am able to sleep on my side, which was not an option that I had before. It would wreck my lower back when I did it. Not anymore, thanks to HelixSleep.com. And right now, you take their two-minute quiz at HelixSleep.com/slash/fightful. They'll customize or customize that mattress, match you to it, and you'll get up to two hundred dollars off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. At Magic's, or I almost said Magic (laughs) Sleep.com. It feels like magic by God at Helix Sleep.com slash Fightful. And you know what? If you frog splash this mattress, you're going to feel good. You might hit a DDT on one of those pillows or something like that. I mean, it's, it's, you're going to be taken care of that much, I assure you. Or don't be, you don't have to be nervous about buying a mattress online at all. Because you have a 10 year warranty and you get to try it out for hundred nights risk free. They'll even pick it up for you. And if you don't love it, they'll, they'll get rid of it for you. They'll just, they'll just take it, take it out. They'll just, hit the brakes. But then you're not going to. What are you gonna do? Call up and be like, I hate sleeping really well. Oh.
2: Oh. You know who needs one of those?
0: 10 year warranty? Yeah.
2: Well, halves because He's got to yeah. go to sleep, you know what
0: I mean? I think so. I think Matt Cardona is going to need one because he's Effie not going to be able to sleep. Him. Effie ruined him. Yeah. James mm-hmm. Boris says, I actually did get my Helix Sleep uh, mattress. As someone with a bad sleep disorder, it has actually helped a little bit. I, I used to not get uh, much sleep on that slab of memory foam, uh, but this has changed my life. Queen of the Rings says, I'm just somebody. Excuse me. You give me my (laughs) shout-out. Brandon Charles Powell says, that's it. Next time I'm at a hotel, I'm frog splashing the bed. You've convinced me, SRS. I used to, like, not say stuff like that on the air because, you know, the the absolute dork police on Twitter love to come at me for anything. But you know what? This is my job. I get paid to do this, and they ain't getting paid to bitch at me. So, you know what? If you got a problem with it, meet, my, my, meet me in my hotel room and I will frog splash you onto the most uncomfortable bed ever. Ever. Meet me in the streets of Queens. I am practically a New Yorker now. I went to Ass Plaza, Kate. It's actually Assy Plaza, but like, why would you name it that? I mean, where's Billy Gunn? Sergio Martinez says, You're welcome. Come back to Queens anytime. Love you, brother.
2: You don't have a choice when you come to Queens whether you want to stay there.
0: I'm gonna forward this Photoshop of me. Uh, Actually, I'm gonna have the people that sent it, the ceases, Emily and Allie, please DM it to me on Twitter if you all don't mind.
2: For the ruckus.
0: Please, Allie and Emily, yes. For the ruckus, DM me this. August three says when beds were men, <laughs> the, th- the thing I love, I used to do the, when things were men, like long before the undertaker said that. So the fact that he said that and people got my joke after that, it made me so amazing.
2: happy. amazing.
0: Chuck says, I remember when shopping for mattresses was for men. When you rolled around on beds, a thousands of other men rolled on. Oh God. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Thank God I don't consider Kate my friend, or I'd take offense at Sean saying they're not cool. Well, Ryan, pardon me. Pardon me. Do you ever frog splash a hotel bed? I don't think you do. I don't
2: think so either.
0: Oh, man.
2: He's six thirties.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think we have some more Super Chats. Just trying to kill time until I upload this thing. Jeff L says, Midnight Super Chat Appreciation. Oh, we appreciate you. WD Mark says, Cole JB is on Dynamite. Yes, Adam Cole, uh, Jungle Boy, added to Dynamite. But you know what? We do have SmackDown. Yeah, we do. And we got a big report on Fightful Select. Holy cow. I got a lot of great, great uh, reactions from this. And I was so happy that you guys liked it. Uh, We broke news of an L.A. show that's going to be SmackDown. We learned that there was going to be an L.A. Raw show, and Vince McMahon and Nick Khan were like, no, we're not doing Raw there. We're going to do SmackDown, and why? We talked about meetings that Vince McMahon and Nick Khan had SummerSlam weekend. We named names there, too. Uh, Meetings that Stephanie McMahon had. Uh, how Fox felt about the roster a lot of really good stuff there if you like to learn like how things happen boy this report is for you and I got another one coming about the USA network uh next week and then I've got one about streaming platforms the week after that we're gonna hit you guys with so much great info Ali cease oh Ali saying Kate new ruckus member are you or- join? are you gonna join for the ruckus i'm i almost did this i was trying to match it up there instead of in front of my face wait can we can we oh oh hold on
2: <laughs> For, the
0: ruckus. for the ruckus! yeah for the ruckus that, that's it. us right there <laughs> thanks besties i appreciate you all
2: just putting this over because you're my boss but that article rules go to fight select and read it it's Aww. it's really interesting if it's I'm kind of on anything but for business mindy type stuff it, it's it's very interesting and i think it gives important insight into how wwe functions a little bit yeah. if you're not just out there to hate one company it's really really great so go read it and sean pay me because i just put by, you over it no i'm just kidding. <laughs> by
0: the way you're allowed to write off your select subscription yes. on your invoice just so you know uh, also <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get signed
2: uh, any day, buddy.
0: I know. (laughs) Oh man. Oh man. There's still like a YouTube thing that posted posted some clip about how offended I was at something, and somebody said, "Oh, doesn't he know he's on the AEW payroll?" And like they were serious, and I was like, "Guys,
2: man, guys, it'd be really helpful if you were probably it would
0: (laughs) would be very helpful." You're like, where
2: the hell's my money? If that's true.
0: Wyatt Todd says, "I've definitely frog splash hotel beds." Sentons too. Me too. I did sentons. Still do. Queen gotta, of the Ring.
2: I gotta start taking out some hotel beds.
0: Queen of the Ring says, "Not a real New Yorker if you don't ride the subway." Then I'm not a real New Yorker. And Nerd Guru says, "Do you think that Adam Cole is going to turn on the elite?" His reaction proves he's well and over enough to go solo. If so, how? When would you do it? He's got to do it on Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega gets too big for his britches, and uh, you get a custody battle over the young bucks. Eventually.
2: I got to go back to you stayed in Queens, but didn't take the train to the show.
0: No, I had a ride oh, to the show.
2: God. How we long drove? were you guys in traffic? A while. Oh yeah. No, you gotta,
0: I don't we'll know. Work it, ready, it, I... We'll
2: work it out next time. Maybe <laughs> it's so much faster to take the train.
0: Well, we had, <laughs> uh, we had the Bianca, Becky promo, this was them arguing over Bianca's nickname. Cool, man. But I like these two an awful lot. Uh, when <laughs> Bianca says, oh, it was a 26-second match that wasn't even supposed to happen, I'm like, okay. I mean, Becky had as much time to prepare as you did. Like, that's why anytime anybody says, oh, it was a short-notice fight. Yeah, it was for both of them. They, they both also- didn't know that this was happening.
2: Like, how long ago was SummerSlam? And also, I said this last week, I love Bianca, I love Becky, I think they're two of the best on the mic. I don't need to hear them say anything anymore. I It's because I love them that I desperately need this to be over. And Bianca is now far enough along that she should be smart enough that as soon as Becky comes out to the ring, she just beats the ever-living crap out of her. I am so sick of hearing these two great talkers talk, which means this has gone on too long because they're both good at this.
0: Same promo every single week. Move on. Move on. Bianca laid out Becky. Can't wait to see the match. Heard it's really good on the live events and the dark matches. Heard it's really good. So I'm excited. I'm very excited to see the match. Sergio said, you didn't take the train. What kind of New Yorker <laughs> are you? I wanted to see the beautiful, beautiful streets, obviously. Parking lot? Yes. <laughs> I didn't make it to the parking lot. My God, uh, Demon Diva had to park like forever away. Forever away. Bless that woman for driving and taking care of us. Nakamura lady? versus Apollo for the IC title. Um, <laughs> I had somebody with the balls after I said... Don't know why they did this match 300 times. He had the balls to say it's only their fifth singles match against each other. Only their fifth. And by the way, they've had five tag team matches against each other. Uh, Nakamura is good. He's entertaining. Also, the highlight wasn't even in among them. It was Rick Boogs hossing up Commander Aziz. Like, suplex him out of his cartoon character boots. That was cool. Other than that, like, I don't give a damn.
1: I,
2: I just don't care. Especially because the title change already happened. Yeah. And it's not going to switch back, I don't think. And you don't get to just keep harassing someone after you lost your title because you feel like it. You move on with life. I'm so... It was also frustrating that it was sequenced this way because there were some new developments on the show. So why you had two things that just happened last week and the week before, back-to-back, opening the show, wildly frustrating to me. Uh, And I don't like Rick Boogs. I don't think he makes any sense. I don't think Shinsuke Nakamura would ever hang out with Rick Boogs in real life. I buy nothing with this. And I don't know why we're still... It's like, why are we still talking about this? <laughs> you know
1: what oh. I mean?
2: It's, it's rough. And it's not the fault of the workers involved, really. It's just boring at this point.
0: It is. It's very boring. Roman and Heyman backstage. Fear and loathing in New York said SRS a few weeks ago. Uh, Roman threatened Heyman's job saying he needs a man who gets information. Does your fightful contact allow you and... uh allow you to work for the tribal chief it doesn't actually i gotta have i gotta have my podcast appearances uh approved now as per the new deal i can't freelance for paul Heyman and roman reigns can't That's do upsetting. it what a shame uh but we had a seth rollins promo edge is going to be at smackdown next week i had uh somebody asked me today if i thought this match was going to take place at extreme rules again no i think it's going to happen in saudi think that's probably the the route they're heading. I'm digging the Rollins stuff. I mean, I just, everything is like three, four, five, six matches. Everything. I really thought it was going to be one and done at one point, but it just can't be. For some reason, it just never can be. I'm okay with it. It's just, I know I'm going to see it a ton of times.
2: Yeah. And I was very impressed with match number two because the only people that I've seen excel at this outside of that were Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens always seem to magically make things feel fresh and new, even when it's their eighth time around. I don't know how they do it. This, those two and their rematch were the only ones that I see present a completely new story between two people. I don't know how they managed to do that a third time. This promo was fine. It still felt fresh to me. He called out Edge for kind of ducking him, which makes sense. But I just... I would love to see Seth Rollins fight somebody new. I would love to see Seth Rollins fight, not Cesaro and not Edge, just to see what happens.
0: Carlos says you mean sands of time. You get your sands of time. Your sands of time. Merch and tons of other merch over at shop.fightful.com. You can also find our magazine over at fightfulmag.com. A lot of great stuff in there, including an article about Brian Lee. And some of you might go, who the hell's Brian Lee? Fake Undertaker, Chains, Primetime Brian Lee. Hasn't wrestled in years. Today was booked for an indie show. Out of of the blue, hasn't worked in years. Go check it out, fightfulmag.com. There's an article about CM Punk's return, John Cena's return. Uh, Bidding adieu to the Thunderdome. There's so much good stuff. A look at Fire Pro Wrestling. Check out FightfulMag.com and chop.fightful.com because uh, all of our shirts, any of our shirts that you see out there, we have available in like over a dozen colors as well.
2: Including that's metal in your lungs, which I saw a commercial for today here in New York. I don't know if you also got it, but I was very excited.
0: I know of at least one WWE wrestler that bought that shirt, by the way, which I found very funny because, like, where are they going to wear it? Uh, <laughs> <them>. <laughs> Nerd Guru says, with Sands of Time next month, I guess the women don't get an October pay per view. F that noise, man. I mean, all due respect, they weren't getting one anyway. That's just, that just wasn't going to happen. That they're not going to do Evolution uh, anytime soon. Oh. <sighs> Well, the good news is Zelina got a win. It had been over one year since her last win, September 21st, 2020. However, as El Ray Velez points out, he doesn't like that Liv got uh, a loss right before she had a match at the pay-per-view. And again, I saw a tweet and somebody said, Oh no, this is good. I really hate Carmella now. And I was like, this is what did it for you? This is what got heat on Carmella for you?
2: I think there's better ways to get heat on someone than bad booking. And Carmella, God bless her. Not my favorite in the ring. She can go all right. But when she's out there laying on the commentary table, that's a good way to get heat. Uh, Her whole character not really caring about wins and losses and being hot makes that even more stupid because that's not even like the end goal, right? She's just trying to... The, the victory for her is not about wins and losses as much as it is about emotionally manipulating and destroying her opponent. So the fact that Liv lost here makes even less sense. Um, I, so I again, realize I'm this joking.
0: this can't be everybody, but you know what match I'm really stoked for? What? I'm stoked for Hammerstone against Jacob Fatu. Oh
2: my gosh, finally, I'm, yes. And
0: I'm so excited for it because they are two champions that have done nothing but win. And then I will get to watch these two winners face each other. And I'm going to find out which one of them is better that night.
2: Yeah. And-
0: WWE, they they book baby faces so bad. Nobody wants to cheer for somebody stupid. Nobody wants to cheer for somebody that's a loser. Nobody wants to do that. WWE has fallen into this thing where they were like, oh, well, Becky got cheered. Yeah. The crowd revolted because of how bad you booked her. Daniel Bryan, same way. Yeah. They forced him into a WrestleMania main event. It's Sam Punk sweet. promo
2: because of that. Like, yes. It's uh they're so bad at booking baby faces. And the other thing is like in a vacuum, maybe I don't hate that as much, but because this happens all the time, it's the worst. Like I feel like Something like that can happen on occasion, and it should be a surprise. It's a surprise yeah. when it happens in AEW. It was a surprise when it happened on NXT 1.0, uh, and, and it meant something. It meant, oh, crap. My opponent's really strong-headed into this thing, uh, and neither of them have a title, so this is the only thing that we have to work with, and it sucks. <laughs> Yep. But I guess I should just be glad there was a women's match on SmackDown
0: anymore. Well, we we got Nikki versus Natalia and Nikki won. And I'm like, why why are we okay? I'm sure they gotta get a rematch somehow if they add Natalia and Tamina to this match. So so this match was fine. Nikki's good. Natalia's good. It was it was short, but it was fine. And it got another women's match on the show. But I was really happy that they didn't forget that Shotzi and Tegan existed because they came out afterwards. And confronted Rhea and and Nikki Ash, Nikki Ash, and that's a match I want to see. But then I see the way that they're shooting Tamina and Natalya in the background, and I'm like, oh no, one of these teams is going to lose to them, one or one of these teams is going to, they're going to have their momentum halted, and we're not going to see winners face each other. We're going to see somebody who just lost and is upset, and oh, they lost, but can they pull it off in this next match? Oh, I don't know. Okay. And we got Cole out there saying, as Samoan Joseph says, was so disgusted by Cole saying Shotzi and Knox believe they're owed a title shot. Yes!
2: Because they beat the champions three times in a row. (laughs) Do you know why they feel that way? (sighs) Because they win all the time against champions.
0: Oh. Please leave a thumbs up on this video, guys. I'd greatly appreciate it. This was fine. Sure. I hope they add this match straight up to the pay per view. Give me this cold and I'll be happy. But I unfortunately know how this is going to go. Yeah. If they give it to us cold, we're getting it four more times because they yeah. book shit in reverse. It's, it's such terrible. a shame.
2: It's. It just takes the fun out of it, right? Like, (laughs) because it's predictable and it makes no sense. You've said at length, predictable that's good is fine. Unpredictable that's eh is at least surprising. You can't take one of those two things away or it sucks. And you have control over both of those things. Makes no sense.
0: So we got this match that was like, okay, sure, fine. The the Zelina match just wasn't good. The camera was on Carmella the whole time. They they got to do better. They got to do better. Uh, I mean, I'm glad they're getting they're putting women on a lot of segments. Like we're talking like three segments on this show, um, but the content needs to be better. Oh, four segments on this show because let me talk about one of my favorite things on SmackDown, one of my favorite things in pro wrestling, and it's Naomi and Sonya Deville. Naomi has never been that long winded promo type of performer. Uh, I mean, promos had, had never really been her strong suit before, but this is, this feels so easy. And I mean, obviously Sonya Deville is not the in real life catalyst for her being thrown by the wayside and forgotten, but WWE is. So I feel like this is coming from a place of reality and Naomi comes out, gets a good reaction. And Sonya doesn't want her out there talking that shit. And Naomi's like, I don't care. I want to fight you. Give me my match with you. And the whole crowd was invested. This was so good. It felt so real. This is this is probably my favorite thing on SmackDown. And that even includes the really good Roman Brock stuff right now. This is not like you don't need seven, eight minutes. They get this done in three, four minutes every single time. And I leave wanting to see it more. Sonya saying... I am no longer an in-ring competitor. I am your boss and an official. And Naomi goes, not a good one. And I was like, (laughs) ah, yes. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait when this happens. I'm going to be so excited. Uh, Please heap praise on this. So I don't have to frog splash you.
2: I am not a hotel. (laughs) Accessory. So you don't have to frog splash me. Also. I very much like this. I think. I, uh, the only thing that I would change about this is, I don't know if Naomi needs the glow gimmick anymore. I think she might've outgrown, she might've outglowed it. I think she's so much more, because this is very much based in reality, that feels like a little bit too flashy for where she's at right now. So I would like to see them maybe pull back on that. I don't need the entrance every time when she's being so serious, that's nitpicking. I really love this. I the only thing I wish was that they set up a match at Extreme Rules from at, at this segment. I really wish yeah. in the go home they set up a match because I I really want to see it. So I want them to give that to me. And I think like Sonya's return in a in a cage or something like do something really cool with it and and set up the match don't put this on a pre-show and have it be set up outside of the show if that's where you're going or if this is going to happen down the line. Cool, but don't make me wait too much longer for it because now Naomi has come out there and said, I'm going to fight after you find me, after you did this to me, like let's now do the thing that this has been leading to.
0: (laughs) Uh, We've got Tony P said, did Sonya steal MJF's scarf and use it as a tie? Yeah, it was the Burberry (laughs) style tie. I really like that. This has been, this is just one of my favorite things. It is a program that does not require them to wrestle each other a bunch or anybody. They don't have to wrestle anybody because they're two interesting characters that I want to see fight. Uh, Ricardo says Becky and Naomi need to evolve, in my opinion. I think Naomi is evolving in front of our eyes. I do agree with you. Uh, Maybe switch something up through the glow thing, but also. it's such a popular deal. So I get why it sticks around.
2: Sure. And they might wait. If this does head toward like a Mm -hmm. bloodline thing, maybe they wait for that. So she can just kind of shift into something that's already there. You don't even have to work that hard. This feels like Paul Heyman's involved, which is about the nicest thing I've said about SmackDown at 18 months. I think like this whole angle feels like Paul Heyman's fingerprints are on it because of the detail and how real it is. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It, it, the beauty is it's brevity, but that also sucks. Cause that means the best thing on the show is like four minutes long. <laughs> yes. I feel happy talk
0: unsituated. with happy Corbin. What's that?
2: I'm so unsituated today. I'm sorry.
0: I can tell.
2: I'm very like uncomfortable.
0: Jeez. Guys, get <laughs> your super chats. Get your super chats in. We're heading down the home stretch. Please leave us a thumbs up. Um, Kate's going to end up, uh, Frog splashing her chair, apparently. I think
2: that's the problem. I think now I'm all antsy because you were like, you know what I've done? now I'm like, I feel like I should be doing a Swanson bomb somewhere.
0: (laughs) Well, we got Happy Corbin uh, with Happy Talk. And he interviews himself, which, yeah, whatever. He's so funny doing this stuff. I like it. It's harmless. It's the more entertaining thing. I mean, Kevin Owens... He comes out, of course, and it's like, okay, we've seen this already several times. Now, granted, one time he beat Baron Corbin. The other time it was a DQ. So they're building. They're doing what they can. It's not as motivating. It's not as motivated as I think it should be, but I don't hate it. They got Riddick Moss back, and he was uh, there were some people that were pretty high on him in WWE, which I'll, I'll have more on, on Fightful Select in the coming days, but glad to see him back, back, glad, glad he's healthy. He wrestled with a torn ACL for two months, apparently, and uh, got that worked on. Riddick Moss is back. This is another team on SmackDown. They've got eight. Now, if you add happy Corbin, Riddick Moss, raw has nine. So tag teams are there it's just they're all 50 50 dorks how are you feeling about this we got nerd Guru saying Kevin Steen is all elite
2: i it's hard because i don't think kevin owens cares
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and it's hard for me not to care or for me to care when kevin owens always seems to care and it seems like he's just over this angle and i can't blame him like he wants he wants to fight yes <laughs> I this is this is the best work Corbin's doing and it's getting wasted in this angle I feel like I just am so ready for so many of these programs to move on and this is one of them like it's not even that bad but I'm just exhausted and Riddick Moss being back is cool I guess but like I don't know how many times is he gonna come out here in a fedora and irresponsibly spend his money (laughs) and have Kevin, Kevin Owen's be uncomfortable with that for some reason. Like Kevin Owens needs to draw just like an emotional boundary with that or something. Yes. let that out there, dude. Who cares?
0: Nerd Guru says, instead of Saudi, I wish we were heading towards at least one Edge and Beth versus Seth and Bethy Becky mixed tag. One off pay-per-view match would be great. I would love that. They It doesn't seem like Seth and Becky want to work together like that anymore. But uh, Becky has said that she wants Beth out of retirement and she's been trying to do it. I hope it happens. Also, I hope the Divas of Doom get a tag team title reign eventually as well. Like, I, I want that. Rob says if it was an option, I would only want Twitter, Reddit fans to be on the American Gladiators WWE show and only get to pick the contestants. I wrote an article for What Culture like seven years ago where I pitched a lot of things and any time that I've done something like that, like a video or a podcast segment about WWE network shows, I said, WWE American gladiators, WWE pros versus Joe's. I've wanted that so bad. Like, this is why you keep a Heath Slater under contract. So you can have him shooting tennis balls at people and yelling in his accent. Kate, this is, this is why you do that. (laughs)
2: Here's the thing, though. The reboot cannot be an iota different from the original mm-hmm. with American at Gladiators. All the costuming, the hamster wheel that goes over the pots of smoke, that that everything has to be identical. The graphics, I don't want modernized in the slightest. No. Yeah, they all have to have the same names. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm do with it. You have them
0: play Slam Ball. Have them do that Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. Do all that stuff.
2: You know, like Gladiators
0: did. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Roman takes on Montez Ford. This uh, was a rare miss, I think, for Roman Reigns. A rare miss for Montez Ford. And at this point, it's just like, it was circumstances beyond their control. It really was. like There was a handspring spot that Roman had to kind of look at him and be like, Oh, man. But... (laughs)
2: How <laughs> about the table breaking? The
0: table. Kate, the table. Oh, I felt so bad, but Montez is such a pro. He Montez, recovers so well. Yeah, He did, and so did the commentary team. Montez tries to launch himself off the table, but it just collapses underneath him. And Pat McAfee's so good. He's so good. He jumps up. So he goes, whoa, and Fox instinctively blanked out what he said. But Montez just looks at it. He's like, huh? And Pat goes, it was probably my fat ass dancing on top of it, which would have been great if it broke then. Uh, uh the this oh uh, it was so sad. And and again, the, the backflip spot, like they had to cut away from that. Good thing they have WWE Productions, but oh this this just didn't hit for me. It didn't work for me, unfortunately. And I hate that because I love both of these guys yeah. so much.
2: This was just a weird chemistry thing, I think, which is weird because like a two people that are great at their style colliding is usually a really good thing. Mm -hmm. It's my like my favorite thing in wrestling, but this didn't work. I'm sure when you have a weird spot like the table doing what it did and that handspring spot, even if you recover well, it's got to be weird to get like your momentum back after stuff like that. I loved after that. Table spot, the look on Montez Ford's face was priceless, where he just kind of was like, What is this place? And then he uh jumped off the steel steps and and landed a completely different spot. So kudos to him for that, but
1: say goodbye to your credit card rewards
2: Yeah, this just didn't didn't do it for me and didn't feel like a main event closing out the show, unfortunately. I did like that Montez Ford and his promo going into this said, yeah, I faced the Usos like a thousand times. So it was like, yeah. thank you. <laughs> he called it out like, I already beat him twice or whatever. Um, I, I've appreciated that. That's happened a couple of times on WWE programming in the past two weeks where they've called out the fact that, uh, and Finn did it too of of beating people and losing to people like you should so yeah. i appreciate that as provo, but for some reason this just didn't click in at any point i kept waiting for it too you were like here's where it's gonna get good and it just didn't really hit its stride
0: we finally saw paul Heyman with a bit of bit of control over roman on uh, at the conclusion of this he said this isn't enough for montez ford and I like it because he's not just helping out Roman now. He's helping out the Usos. Like, they've got this match against him on Sunday. So he's like, okay, big dog, do do the damage for your cousins. They've done a lot for you. Help them out. And I like that. That's like a little subtle thing. Um, earlier in the night, we had seen uh, Paul Heyman, you know, back on his shit about Brock Lesnar what he knew, what he didn't know. I, I love all that. I'm loving all the Paul Heyman interactions there and trying to find out what's going to happen. Uh, he, Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville would not tell him where he was being drafted to, where Lesnar would be drafted to. By the way, that's next week. So uh, that, that should be fun. But we finally see a bit of a control here. But then the, the demon comes out and tries to make the save and gets attacked a little bit, but then he ends up doing a topic on Giro That was really bad looking for Roman. Oh my God. And I don't know if it was on where Roman was or where, where Finn was, but Dosa BJ says, uh, Finn's flip gave me horrible flashbacks to draws. It wasn't that bad, but caught him high, um, cracked rain's head. And then, If you go back and watch when he stepped over Roman's face, he kicked him in the face as he stood up. It was really nasty looking.
2: I'm a little nervous. I hope he's not concussed before Sunday. Like, that ran through my head immediately. Yeah, that spot did not look good. To your point about earlier in the night, too, I love that Roman basically was like, bring me Montez (laughs) Force. And then... Paul Heyman was talking and he was like okay go away now go make the match like, I
0: love that this happened too because yeah Roman should feel confident in facing Montez Ford Montez yes. Ford a great future name Roman Reigns baddest son of a bitch in the right world now. period
2: and to period. me that was like I don't I don't care about the Brock Lesnar stuff go do your job like he's yeah. like to me Roman Reigns is untouchable. So he doesn't really care about Brock Lesnar all that much in the story. And Paul Heyman's just like, let me explain. And he's like, go make your match. I'm over it. Like, go get me Montez. So and, I I really liked that storytelling.
0: And again, Adam Pierce and Sonia Deville should know what their main event is going to be when the show starts. <laughs> <Yeah>. But the <laughs> fact that they're like Roman. Okay. Well, whatever was the main event, ain't the main event anymore. Yes. Yeah. And you know, a part of a part of this Fox, uh, article I'm doing. Man, they, they do like them some Roman Reigns. And I didn't put that explicitly in, in the, the article. They love them some Roman Reigns. They're very happy with that. They, ve- they very much like that he defends the title on their show uh, because that's a big fight type of thing. Ian says, Roman having very few, if any, non-title matches during his reign has made his work this week so exciting. I love this look for Taz. I do too. I like that he's in a main event against Roman Reigns. Him losing to Roman Reigns ain't going to hurt him at all, but we had not not a, not a bit. And Sean Taylor says, it's so, so SmackDown, but glad they had four women's segments. Me too. Me too, buddy. I hope Um,
2: they become better segments with the exception of the one.
0: Yes. The quantity of uh, women's segments blows AEW out of the water. Completely blows AEW out of the water, but. Well, that's our show. It's been a long week, Kate. It doesn't end for for me. I've got the, the UFC, the Fightful uh, fight night watch along tomorrow night uh, that I believe I'll be jumping on, but we'll be right here. Make sure you guys check it out. Sunday, Extreme Rules post show with Denise. Kate, what do you have going on?
2: Oh, my gosh. Well, I think I'm going to be on the Fightful Gaming watch along on Sunday for Extreme Rules, so tune into that Tuesdays. I'm back being sour at Sour graphs with Alex Pulowski. I'm sure the draft is going to bring up some interesting developments on NXT 2.0, so feel free to tune in for that. I'm sure I'll be wearing something ridiculous as always. Wednesdays with the Mark Order Pod immediately following AW Dynamite. And Fridays, right back here with you.
0: For the Hot ruckus. dog. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually not traveling for a little while. It looks like maybe full gear. I don't know if I'm going to full gear. I don't know if I'm going to survivor series. I know what I am in for. I'm in for WrestleCade, guys. So I want to encourage you guys to go there. Uh, as far as I know, fightful will have a booth there where we're going to be doing interviews with talent on the scene. Uh, they were, I love working with those guys at WrestleCade. I was there and I got interviews that I put in the can for like five months. Like I talked to like 10, 15 different people so we're going to run that back again. I've got a whole lot of people that I'm going to be talking to there, and I hope that I see you guys there. Again, don't know about Full Gear or Survivor Series yet, but I will be at WrestleCade in November, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, WrestleCade.com. Go check them out. I am so very happy to be working with them. And they got a stacked lineup there. Sting, Hurt Angle, uh, Braun Strowman, who I'll have some news on this weekend on Fightful Select. Tons of legends from the past. Tons of current stars. So make sure you guys check that out. Tate, I feel like I've spent all day with you.
2: I know. We've talked about wrestling a lot today, you and I. We've done three
0: shows, technically.
2: We technically did three shows. Plus, we were actually at Arthur. We
0: were there. We were there. there. And you know where else I was, guys? FightfulSelect.com. Figure Hall today. The list and not your boy goes on Today. Q and a show today drop news about uh full gear tickets today. Did that big Fox story today. And I got more news coming tomorrow. I appreciate you guys. I will never lose sight of how cool this job is. Thank you to so many of you who came up and said hi to me who uh, it, it was. It's just awesome. I love it. I love seeing you guys, but I'm also going to love saying goodbye to you guys. Cause I'm going to sleep.
2: Yay.
0: We're out.